12 to 1 every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. 12.06 and don't forget 8am tomorrow Christian Cullen and Dan McCarty with the first semi-final in the 2023 Rugby World Cup between the All Blacks and Argentina at the Stade de France. Uh, three All Blacks uh, of the camp to talk to today or hear from Ian Foster, Anton Leonard-Brown and also Damien McKenzie. Now Coach F- Foster was asked uh, what his view of the Argentinian team was and whether they have actually a chance of beating the All Blacks. Well they're in Two teams in the semi-final, anyone can win. So that's the that's the first mindset that both teams have probably got. Um, so, look, we're massively respectful of, of Argentina. We, we know that they've had a great tournament. We don't sort of we don't sort of live in the past too much in terms of past results because World Cup tournaments really are about the the present, and I really believe that. You know, it's about the best team on the night and. Um, and if you go in with, into into a World Cup semi-final with any expectation that the pass is going to just happen again, then it's uh, then you are going to going to be in problems. So, look, we're just excited about being there ourselves. Um, we've been impressed with Argentina how they've carried their campaign. I thought it was a great a great victory against Wales where they showed their tenacity and and. We know that they've got that because we play them regularly and, and they've always been a difficult opponent. So um, there'll be no surprises. You know what I'd like to know? I'd like to know how many times Ian Foster, the All Black coach, says we're excited. I think that's one of his favourite phrases, we're excited. But why wouldn't you be excited about being in a World Cup semi-final? I'm just tired of questions being asked like, do you expect a team to beat you? Well, you, you don't go, like you said, you don't go into any any encounter expecting to, to to you know just roll on regardless to, of form. To be fair, it was an Argentinian journalist who I think was trying to the translation got a bit lost there and he basically said do, do you think that the <laughs> Argentina, you know, you don't want to answer but a beat can be the All Blacks. That is closer to the French accent you were supposed you were trying to I'm just I'm pan-global. I go everywhere. <laughs> I go everywhere in a show. If you really want me to bust out the accents, I can go over for you if oh, you no, want, Stephen. We, we, we could, we're we out of the World we Cup, but we'll be playing. I tell you what, we'll be playing our hearts out in the in the in the heads and the minds. Hey, before we go any further, you in any better mood today? Because no. you were cranky buggy yesterday, right? Well, I Stephen, know why. I know. That here, I, I want to ask you a philosophical question. Oh, was <laughs> I cranky? Were you just being a bit too sensitive? No, no, I wasn't sensitive at all. Okay. I just I just don't like seeing you cranky. I was trying to share, share some brotherly love, and you were just cold. You were cold. Or what? Mm. I, think, I think the term now is dry. That's the yeah. hip way of dry. You were very dry. I'm a bit happier though because I shot an 87 on the golf course, which uh, is well below my handicap. And people will uh, 87 off the stick. What do you mean off the stick? Well, just actual strokes. 87 off the stick is called off as strokes, not you know all those other things you have to do. You shot 87, okay? You hit 87. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Are you? Yeah. yeah, sure. We're going to go down the twins line again today. You're going to have a crack at that one today. Oh Saturday? no, we'll, no. We'll see who else was having a baby today. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Let's move on. The Rugby World Cup headline. <laughs> Here on SNZ, if you hear something in in these uh, clips from the press conference and you want to uh, talk about, it, please feel free to call on 0800-150-811. Anton Leonard Brown was asked, "How do you ensure you don't have a repeat of 2019?" I guess from that experience, you you learn a lot, um, and um, it's clear that we've got some outstanding leaders in the team, and pretty much all of them were there. Um, 
and I know that that sort of loss is, is driving some of them. So, yeah, I guess um, at, the, at the World Cup, experience is, is key. Um, and I know it's four years on, but you can still look back to that week and, and think about what you learnt, learnt from it and I guess um, make sure that, yeah, it, it doesn't happen again and, and you get this week right. It's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. I have I have immense faith in the, after watching that Irish All Black test that the All Blacks will just roll on through. Well, they will win. Let's put it that way. Let's be very careful, Stephen. Uh, Ian Foster was then asked uh, after the Ireland match, which was played at such high intensity, uh, are they expecting a different kind of game from Argentina? Uh, look, it's different because they've got different jerseys on. Um, it's not different from a physical side. And... Um, you know, I think the the good thing about this game is that, you know, we both know how how tough each other each other is, and they they are a very physical, combative team, particularly at the breakdown, and and particularly the way that they tackle. And so, you know, you look at the likes of Kremer, and he's had a great tournament, and so it's it's a little bit of the same from from what we had in the quarterfinal, and. So, you know, we're not going in with any different mindset in that space. And so the, the moral of the story is that it's a, it's a semi-final. We're playing a team that's, um, that, that we know will, will scrap and fight for every little bit of, bit of possession, and, and we're going to have to be at our best. As you always are. As you always are. But the questions did not start coming for the coach. Uh, this one we'll all understand, right? And it was quite a strong one too. The narrative against the Irish was, well, this is a final, quote-unquote. But is this game also a final or is it just a step towards the final? How many finals do we have? No, it's a final. It's, um, it's definitely a final. And the, the, the concept of, of uh, no tomorrow in the, in the last game we had is exactly the same as this one. And so... You know, the, we, we know on, on a schedule there is another game for the teams that don't win the semi-final, but our mindset, and, and I'm sure Argentina's is the same, which is they just want to give everything they got this week. And it's all about this week, and and that's that's how we keep things nice and simple in our mind. No one wants to play off a third. Can you imagine, Stan, trying to get up for that third place? You you missed the semi-final. You've got to actually go play for third, the, the bronze. Oh, let's not even think about it because there's a lot to talk about 2019 and that semi-final, losing to England. But uh, they were asking Ian Foster, what are you telling guys who are at their first World Cup yeah, can, can... and what knockout rugby is like? Yeah, can, can I just say is that most of the talk about 2019, we, we covered off in about that amount of time. And um, it, it's not lingering in our, in our mind. It's because you, you take the lessons at the time and then you apply the lessons. And so well, I think most of the lessons we've got out of 2019 uh, uh, have been taken on board. I think that, um, yes, we, we, we make sure we, we go back and revisit, OK, well, what, what were the keys? We've, we've done that. But th- this group... Where I'm really proud of this group right now is that they're just they're just loving being here where they're at right now, and um, and they've shown. I think the hardest thing to do in professional sport is to is to stay in the now, is to actually be present where you're at and just to nail the thing in front of you because there's so much 
so much talk about the past and talk about the future, and the hardest thing is to not not allow yourself to get distracted by those two conversations, but just to be the best you can be right now. And and we're working hard at that, and that's the coaching group as well, management team. And so um, I'm incredibly proud of the way the players are dealing dealing with that, and they're not getting distracted by getting too confused about lessons from the past. Um, because this group right now, it's got its own way of doing things. And um, and so there's a lot of honesty within the group and a lot of they're preparing really well and we want to get tested tomorrow night and we will be. And we just want to show that we can, we can just deal with the challenges in front of us one at a time and just keep growing as a group. And that's the goal. Yeah, this is the thing I like about Ian Foss. I don't care what everybody else thinks about Ian Foss. I know him personally. Uh, but the one thing that is really apparent right now is talking about just not worrying about the noise he's basically saying let's stay in the present forget the noise and I think that's what we sometimes forget about high performance is that really good teams stay in the now and, and worry about what they've got to do in front of them, they worry about all the other stuff uh, media and, and social media and all that sort of stuff, that's just a distraction so if they're doing a solid job the all black management group and leadership group, uh, then you should be pretty comfortable with that. Now Damien McKenzie was actually asked a question and he asked, uh, he was asked this one, do you guys feel disrespected when the crowd gets loud over the haka and what do you do to prepare for game day? Yeah, the haka was it was um it was loud for sure, but I guess we can't control the crowd. They, they, they do what they want. For us, it's about just expressing ourselves and through the haka, and I think we did did that really well. And then in terms of rituals, uh, not too many rituals, probably a bit of cards tonight, a fair bit of chocolate, a bit of, and then tomorrow it's just sort of chill out throughout the day. Nine o'clock kickoffs, quite a see a late kickoff, so it's just about, um, yeah. Not getting too keen too early, um, just enjoying the day and then and then looking forward to getting into it later tomorrow night. A fair bit of chocolate, Sam. If I have chocolate, I wouldn't sleep the night before. Can you imagine a fair bit of chocolate the night before? So he must have a very good sleep regime or his body just must be so accepting of chocolate. My God, I wouldn't sleep all night. Anyone, one final thought from the coach Foster. An interesting one, this one too. How important is Artie Savia in the locker room? Look, he's a he's we we love Artie. He's a special player, um, but he's part of our group. He's got a role within our group, um, and he he's a leader. And we love it when when he expresses himself. But he'd be the first to admit that he expresses he can express himself when when our group is functioning at the level that enables him to do that. So, look, he's a he's a. He's a special man. He does some great things on the rugby park, um, but he's part of a group that uh, is excited about expressing ourselves. Love that. No one is bigger than the team. Listen to how he answered that. Yeah, we love Artie, but we're not going to single him out as anything special. He is just a very important part of the group, which has been the key historically to All Blacks winning World Cups. It's about no one is above the team. little stat for you. Uh, Argentina New Zealand is the only second semi-final in Rugby World Cup history to contain teams who finished second in their pool. Please don't ask me the other one. All right, I just was reading this and I thought that was a little, little interesting stat for you. So New Zealand Argentina semi final, only the second semi final in Rugby World Cup history to contain teams who finished second 
in their pool. Now, don't forget All Blacks versus Argentina. Tomorrow live on SCNZ from 8am, commentary with Daniel McCarty and Christian Cullen. It's 12.18. Coming up, we're going to hear from Sia Kulisi and Jacques Ninabar, the Springboks coach, and also Steve Borthwick, the England coach, and Owen Farrell, the England skipper. Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. on a Friday afternoon with Stephen McIver, 0800 150811, or you can text us on the Timber Bedpost text line, 8833. Good luck to Taranaki and Hawksbone, the Bunnings NPC final tomorrow afternoon. Yes, afternoon final, just after two kickoff in uh, Taranaki. So I'm te- I'm hearing it's going to go close to a sellout, even though there's building going on at the stadium. So uh, the best of luck to both Taranaki and also Hawksbone. Give me the good old crack and a good old real provincial crack, as we heard yesterday with uh, TJ. You know, no big cities. It's a, it's all the, it's a true provincial final, and we got to love that. We keep our focus on rugby right now in our Rugby World Cup headline chat. Uh, uh, and hear from Sia Khaleesi, the Springboks skipper, and Jacques Ninabar, the Springboks coach. Now, they asked uh, Sia about the historical rivalry between South Africa and England. The rivalry has been going on long before uh, my time, and it's I mean, it's a big it's a it's a big country, it's a big team, and um, it's always special to go and play against them at Twickenham or at home. Um, but yeah, and I mean they. They play hard, um, you know, they play really hard, uh, especially the planes of, the games we played against them. Even after the World Cup, uh, we lost when we got there. You know, it's always tough to win against them. And we don't play them all the time. We don't play them. So it's, it's rare that we that, that we get to play them. So it's obviously um, a big game. And um, are people hating them, I don't know. I don't worry about what... Um, uh, you know, I don't, that's got nothing to do with me. I've, everyone I play against, we we wanna we wanna perform and 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 show who we are as a team. So on the field, they're a great team. They've improved a lot, and the the rivalry has gone long before us. So it's always good to play against them because it doesn't get to happen as as often. I love that. Don't worry about all this stuff. We just worry about ourselves. Go out there and go and bash them up. All right. He was also asked, uh, what sort of threat do the English pose? We know. What happened um, last year and, and obviously the previous World Cup and a lot of their players were there. They would obviously want to 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 prove something and they honestly they the way they've improved you know uh, compared to before the tournament can see the intent and the aggressions and the work rate they have around the field. Uh, it's completely a different team and that's why they're the only um, unbeaten team in the tournament. You know, so but we know we're not um, silly. You know, we. That it actually didn't matter who we're playing against this weekend. We know how big it is. Our motivation doesn't come from what the opponent brings. It comes within us and the support that we have from back home. So, um, yeah, they obviously will have their, their, their motives and everything, and we have our own, and ours is always constant. Uh, it's to play for one another and to play for the jersey that you're putting on and then obviously for the people back home. And the questions then turn to the coach, Jacques Ninibar. Uh, he was asked that you've had a lot of physical games at this cup, but how much has that taken a toll, and how different of a challenge for him does England pose? 
Yeah, in terms of the physicality, like I've mentioned last week, uh, the World Cup's actually, uh, uh, the duration of the World Cup is actually a long tournament. So that's why we went with the mentality of rotating. So uh, if you think about it, uh, the majority of the, the group that, that played in the quarterfinal played against Ireland. So, and and um, if you talk about physicality, I think that Tonga game was probably one of the most physical games that, that our players told us they played in. Uh, so, so I think, uh, so in terms of a physicality point of view, the one group got nicely exposed to it against uh, uh, Ireland, and then the following week, the other group or the other part of our squad got exposure to it in the in the Tonga game, um, and so physicality is like any any conditioning component. You have to you have to get used to it you have to condition yourself for it so um, I think in that from that point of view uh, it put us up nicely for for the game against France and obviously the French game was was physical uh, but like I said listen there wasn't uh, we we went out you know our policy in terms of training if you can't train on Monday you can't play so everybody was was good and ready and they could train so there wasn't any medical issues so from a physical point of view we got a nice stimulus from a physical point of view uh, um, uh, against France and and we will that exposure, we'll need that experience going into England because I think it will be the same like Sia mentioned now. Uh, if you look at their performances and their build-up during this competition, uh, they 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 improving every single game. They're getting better. Um, and then where do I think they're going to challenge us? Um, yeah, like any team, I think, uh, like I've mentioned last time uh, with with the French team, they've got... Uh, they, they got a unique kicking game that they employ. The same with um, with um, with the English team. I think they're a team that's comfortable not playing with the ball. I think if you look at them, I think they're the team that kick the most, um, and they like to suffocate and strangle you, kick the ball in your half, and wait for you to make apply pressure there and wait for you to make a mistake. So. We, from a tactical point of view, we know what's coming our way and we must just make sure that we execute on the day. That was Jacques Zinnabar, the Springboks coach. Just worth noting that the team, which has been named as Unchanged, it has a combined total of 895 caps. It's the most experienced in Springbok history. 15 of the 23 players featured against England in the 32-12 win in the 2019 Rugby World Cup final. Speaking of England, Owen Farrell's the skipper. He was asked, does the loss to South Africa in that final actually motivate him at all? Um, this feels like a new, a new challenge. This feels like a new opportunity. Um, as you said, in four years, a lot, a lot happens in rugby. Uh, a lot happens in a week um, here. So um, we're, we're excited at the opportunity that's in front of us. We feel like um, we've obviously changed as a team. Uh, I, I imagine South Africa have, feel like they've changed over, over four years as well. So um, we understand what, a, what task is, is in front of us, what a good team we're playing against, what a, what a well-drilled team playing against. But uh, we're excited to get out there on the field on Saturday. One final thought from the England camp comes from coach Steve Borthwick. He was asked, what are South Africa's strengths? Yeah. Hi, Steve. Um, you've talked about the importance of game management in this tournament to getting the team in the position to win a game, particularly in the fourth quarter. What's the specific challenge that South Africa posed to you um, and how you, t you embrace that and particularly with the way they use their bench. Yeah. So I think the, the South Africa pose 
a, a great deal of questions uh, in the game, a great deal of challenges, as, as you'd expect from the number one side in the world. I think they've got that traditional um, power, set-piece power that they've they've had for a, a long time. Um, I think then they've their contestable kicking game is another great strength of theirs. And, and I think one thing they've laid to their game over these last four years has been their, their ball movement and to the speed they have on the edges. Now, you know that, that we're going to have to combat those things to make this a, a contest. They impose that upon the opposition. And then they they also have a, a squad that is jam-packed full of power and size. So that you know that they're, they're a good team to start and they've got players coming onto the bench who are, who are very strong. I also think we've got a pretty strong team as well. I think we've got a pretty strong bench. Um, we know it's a fantastic challenge against the number one side in the world. Um, I think it's a challenge we're eager to, to, to get into. England coach Steve Borthwick has made three changes to the starting side for Sunday morning semi. In comes Freddie Stewart, George Martin and Joe Marler to the starting 15. That game from 8am Sunday morning live here on SCNZ. Commentary with Scotty Stevenson and Kevin Part. It's 12.31. Time for a news update.